I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. I'm an attorney, author, mentor, and CEO of a growing coffee company. Thanks for joining me on the show that looks at all aspects of business from the mindset to the sales to the money left over at the end of the month with tips and strategies to help you navigate this amazing ride called entrepreneurship. Thanks for making us part of your journey. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. So today we are diving into all things SEO, which I have someone here who's going to get us all into why we need it, why it's so important, what it can help you do in your business. And if you're not paying attention to it, maybe why you should. So Faith, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thanks so much for having me, Dawn. I'm excited to jump in and talk about this and serve your audience and your entrepreneurs. I love that. Thank you so much. So can you tell everyone who you are and who you serve? Yeah, I'd love to. So my name is Faith Hannon. I am a wife, a mom of two, almost three kids. We're due with our third in December. Um, I run an SEO consulting and copywriting business with an education branch where I teach entrepreneurs how to get more traffic to their website and business from their website so that they're not spinning their wheels constantly trying to market on S- on social media or whatever else they're doing and just to really take advantage of you know their website as their main home online to generate business. I also help lead worship at my church and I have barrel horses and dogs and we homeschool our kids. So my life is very full, but very fun and fulfilling. Uh, that's great. Sounds like you are very busy and I love that. So let's talk about, first of all, what does SEO mean and why is it even a thing we have to worry about, right? So everybody puts their website up or they get it built for them or they get a landing page for something and then it's set it and forget it or should we be doing something else? So SEO stands for search engine optimization. And, you know, back in the day, build it and they will come, you know, worked for brick and mortar stores and and eventually websites. But really, and sadly, sometimes that philosophy doesn't work anymore. We can't just build it and they'll come. We have to build our online presence in a way that matches with what people are searching. Because sometimes, you know, you can have this big, grand and glorious thing, but if nobody's finding it, then you can't help anybody with what you're really good at and how you want to serve people. Yeah. So, searching, this is tied to what people are actively looking for and probably preparing to buy versus passive advertising type traffic. True? Correct. Correct. So why is this important today in in the Google, the Bing, the Yahoo, all the search engines? Mm. Why did this become a thing? Well, ultimately, I think, you know, the more websites that are out there and the more content that's generated, I mean, a whole search, a search engine's job is to categorize information and index it. Like think about a library, you know, in a way that people can find what they're looking for. And, you know, you're going to Google to search for solutions to, to problems, right? Or to find answers to questions or to connect you with the business that you need to make a purchase from. And so, search engine optimization and, you know, different SEO tactics have just evolved in an effort to help the customer connect with the business that is going to meet their needs. And so when you structure your website and you structure, you know, your content that in a way that is going to connect you with people and ultimately help those people, then search engines reward that wonderfully. (laughs) So what we're doing is we're doing this to get the search engine, the algorithm 
the that part putting us in front of customers. So this is very important in the busy highway of the interwebs to mm-hmm. get yourself out front there. How is this different from, let's say, I got my Google listing. So, you know, if you Google my name, it'll pop up maybe with a little map or something. How is this different and why is it equally important to make sure we're doing this? So Google listings, your Google business profile works in conjunction with the search engine optimization and SEO and the structure of your website, but they're different. Think of your Google My Business profile as like the yellow pages in the phone books (laughs) days gone by, you know, and people are like, that's just like your business listing, like your sign hanging out in front of your store. Um, And there are different strategies and different tactics to, you know, bump your Google business listing up the ranks. That's not my specialty. I know enough to be dangerous, (laughs) but not enough to like teach, you know, super in depth on that. But like, if you ultimately people are going to look at that, your Google business listing, they're going to look at the search results, even if they're searching like podiatrists near me or whatever, they're going to click on your website. And if your website is poop, then they're probably not going to purchase from you. And so that's why your whole online marketing strategy has to be cohesive. It has to be, you know, really um, strategic on targeting your ideal customer so that the right person finds you and not just any old Joe Blow searching for a podiatrist on the other side of the country that you can't serve. Right. You you made a very important connection there that people might see your Google business page, but they're going to visit your website and research mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So this is, again, where that SEO comes in and making sure that um, you know, everything, like you said, was cohesive, but also that if somebody is not looking for something near me, but just looking for general information, it's mm-hmm. true that your website could rank up with some of the information on the pages if it's correctly optimized. Right. And if it's, if it's set up correctly and if it's maintained correctly, that's the fun part is you can't, it, there's a lot of SEO factors that you can set it and forget it for a year or so. But there's also a lot of stuff like with content generation and writing SEO friendly blogs, you can't just set it and forget it. Now your SEO friendly content, your blogs, those live on a heck of a lot longer than the booty shake and TikTok post. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even on TikTok. So, you know, I can only, I'm only imagining, but, um, you know, though that long form content linked back to your website, AKA your blog lives on for a long time. And when it's done correctly, it can actually generate leads for years and years. Interesting. So SEO isn't something that when you get, let's say your web page built and they set it up the first time, it actually needs to be revisited, right? So someone Mm -hmm. were to say, well, when we built our website two years ago, you know, the SEO was done when they built it is Mm -hmm. two years would probably needs to be looked at again. I like to look at stuff about every six months. Okay. Unless unless we've had a massive pivot or there's been a massive change in the industry, then I want to look at it more often. I tend to advise clients to do like, um, you know, a, a shallow dive every six months and then a deep dive every year into their SEO strategy. Because sometimes like maybe the keywords that you were going for, that you were trying to get found for, those have changed in a year. You know, our language changes our language evolves and how we search for things evolves. 
on top of the fact that there's more content being generated today than ever before. And so maybe a keyword that you had a realistic shot of being found for, you know, a year ago, maybe now there's 850,000 new businesses going for that same keyword. So it's way too competitive now, or maybe it's the other way around. Right. And so you just have to reanalyze those things every so often to make sure that you're not wasting your time and your effort. Right. So let's kind of get into a little bit of the tech. And I do know that, you know, everybody in the audience here probably does not have a website, but maybe they have a landing page or something. Mm -hmm. I know that we were going to have a little bit of a conversation on why you do need a website in your business, even if it's just simple in a couple of pages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, think about it. Like a landing page is still Like if your landing page is connected to your email service provider, like Bravo, you're ahead of the game, right? But ultimately you don't own that. (laughs) You don't own your Instagram feed. You don't own, you know, your TikTok, your Facebook, but you do own your website and you do own that domain and that URL. And you also own your email list, but that's another conversation. And so when I am thinking about building, you know, where my my family and I are trying to build a house soon, (laughs) I'm not going to build on land that I don't own. Mm. You know, there's maybe a really pretty piece of ground that I'm like, Hey, a house would be really pretty there, but I'm not going to put the time and effort and the money into building on that ground that I don't own. I'm going to buy the land and then I'm going to build. And that's the same philosophy with your website, right? You own your website. You own that ground. You are in control of that piece of property. Whereas with your, you know, really anything else except for the CSV file of your email list, you don't own anything. If Mark Zuckerberg decides one day that he doesn't like people with red hair and blue eyes, and that's you, you're just up a creek without a paddle, (laughs) you know? And so you have to build in such a way that everything funnels back to the ground that you own, which is your website. Now, it doesn't have to be crazy complicated. You don't have to, you know, spend tens of thousands of dollars to get a website up and going. You don't have to have 57 pages. You can keep it simple. And often, simple websites are the most effective, especially if you're not a digital entrepreneur. You don't have, you know, an online business or online service that you're providing. If you're just a brick and mortar store, but you need a way to give people access to information, or you need a way to appear online, you can have a really simple web, a web page that just has like, Hey, a booking link, or here are our store hours, or just something to give you an online presence that you own. And that is what we would be able to index or use SEO um, on any page. It doesn't have to be any particular type of page. Is there a number of pages that, you know, rank the best or is it really about the content? It's really about the content and the SEO strategy there. Now, if you, let's say you are, you know, you have a, sh- a shoe store, right? You're selling shoes to the local population of women who are 50 plus and have disposable income. I'm, I'm just making stuff up, you know, but let's say that that's you, right? Like, You've got to consider your target market too. But if if you just have a home page and a store hours page, you're not going to outrank the local business that has a great blogging strategy. Mm. Because they're coming up with consistent content. Google sees that they are consistently um, providing helpful content. They're refreshing their website. But if you are, you know, Sally sells shoes to grandma, then you're still going to show up. Grandma's still going to be able to find your address. Her granddaughter's still going to be able to tell her what hours, you know, she can go shopping. 
So you're still going to take advantage of some of the benefits, but not all of the benefits. Okay. So what I'm hearing also is that you need to be active (laughs) inside creating content or refreshing pages um, or updating SEO. Is it, I guess, again, we get back to that set it and forget it doesn't work anymore. The, um, the search engines like to see new, is that what we're saying? Um, They like to see fresh, helpful content, but it does not have to be as new as often as social media. Mm, okay. So, I mean, I generally recommend that clients and, and my own clients that I create content for, we create one blog a week it is a pretty good number for most people. And if you're already marketing on social media, y'all take that blog, wrap the blog first, and then repurpose it onto social media, right? Like you're not doubling your workload. You're just working smarter, and creating helpful content, you know, centered around your why and how you help people and written in a very SEO friendly way. And then you're going to really start to see more traffic come. So you're saying an SEO friendly way. What are some things that make a piece of content friendly? So you're, you're going to focus on a keyword for each piece of content. And there's a whole strategy behind finding the right size keyword and the right keyword for you. But you know, I may I may have a lot to say about healthy recipes that my grandma made or didn't make because she was a terrible cook or whatever. Like I may have a lot to say about that. But if it's not serving people in a way that they're searching for it, nobody's going to find it and nobody's going to care. So you have to know how people are searching for things. And then you have to create content in a way that... Um, <laughs> takes advantage of how they're searching for things. So for example, um, when I had a client, I don't know, it was about a year ago, we were really digging into her keyword research. And one of the things that she was like, hey, I think my people are searching for this. One of the phrases that she wanted me to dig into for her was get more clients. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, surely, surely that's highly searched. It wasn't, but lead generation was. And so instead of writing a blog titled, five ways to get more clients, we're going to write a blog, five ways to increase your lead generation. Same idea, right? Same concept, but it's written in a way that is friendly to how people are searching it. And so if people are searching it and you use those strategies and use those words, those will pop up first in results or early in results. Right, right. And there's, you know, there's a there's a lot of strategy behind that, but sure. that's the general that's the general principle. And I'm the problem. My problem is I'm a little bit too much of a creative to just like sit there and create like that. That makes me want to bang my head against this wall. But what I do is I'll come up with things that I know are helpful for my people. I'll even outline my content, and then I will go and do keyword research. I'm like, oh, people are searching for brown leather shoes, not you know, patent leather shoes or Mary Jane shoes, or, you know, people are searching for lead generation, not how to get more clients. And so I'll integrate, I I come up with the ideas first, and then I do the keyword research, which is a little bit backwards (laughs) from how people do it, but it works for me and it works for my brain and it works for a lot of my students to do it that way too. Right, right. So keyword research, is this also done like on search engines or is there special software or how is keyword research? How do we know, you know, what people are searching for? 
So my favorite keyword research tool is one called Ubersuggest. There are a bajillion of them out there, and I have tried a lot of them. But Ubersuggest is my favorite because I just feel like it's the most user-friendly. It's definitely the most economical of all the paid tools. It's You can purchase it once. It's a one-time purchase. It's like $290. And then you have access to it forever. Whereas some of the other ones, they can be $290 a month and you need a Harvard degree to understand them. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so I, I like to use Ubersuggest. You can use keywords um, everywhere. There's lots of different, little different plugins or Moz, Keyword Explorer. You can actually use the Ubersuggest plugin on Google Chrome. It's free. Um, but I just like to the full, I like the full thing. Sure. Okay. So if somebody does not have an SEO strategy or if they haven't looked at anything in a couple of years or their website hasn't really been refreshed, it, it sounds like that there's a huge possibility that they're not going to necessarily come up. Um, unless somebody's looking for them specifically, like, you know, mm-hmm. like you're saying that the highway's getting busier, there's more cars. Right than there were two or three years ago. So more than ever, this is probably pretty important. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as we're recording this, we're going into quarter four where maybe people will start to take online orders for things for, I don't know, catering or whatever. If they're not ranking for those things, you know, is there still enough time to get that taken care of? How long does it take? If we were to start SEO, is this months? Is this weeks? Is this 24 hours? You know, if we were to find somebody to help us sort this, um, you know, what is the return on that? So that's a hard question to answer because it depends on what your problem is to begin with. Okay. It depends on how competitive your industry is and the keywords that you're trying to get found for. I've seen clients um, see increased website traffic as soon as like 24 hours, Hmm. um, as soon as a week. But in general, if I'm just like sitting here, like trying to give you realistic expectations, I say three months minimum, six months, you're going to start to see some traction. Um, and then in a year you're real, if you keep it up, right, you do all the right things and you keep doing the right things. In a year, you're really, really, really going to see some significant growth. It's the crock pot. It's the crock pot of marketing. It's not the microwave, which makes it not as sexy, right? But way, but way healthier yeah, <laughs> in the long run, and it's way more sustainable because the changes. If you're doing it right and you're creating content that's helpful, and you're not just asking Chat GPT to write a blog for you, mm-hmm. please and thank you. Don't do that. If you're doing it right, the algorithm doesn't change that significantly. Mm. You're not trying to trick somebody to find you. You're trying to connect with the right people. And in general, most algorithms, like that's the, the goal behind the algorithm. So if you're doing it right, like a couple little updates are not going to ruin your world. Okay. So it is the crockpot approach, but this is something that I think everybody listening in um, you know, we, we like to give a couple takeaways here and things to think about when we leave this up, you know, any podcast episode is if you're not implementing SEO, if you're not implementing, um, content that would live on past, you know, a, a TikTok, <laughs> this is really something that sustainable legacy businesses need to mm-hmm. invest time and, you know, some resources with. Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't have a current website or if you haven't touched your website in two or three years, this is probably something you need to put on your list of things to, to really look into 
and, you know, start to make those adjustments and changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciate this conversation. How can people find you um, and, you know, connect with you and your tips and strategies and maybe even work with you to get this taken care of? Yeah, thank you. Um, so my website is faithhannon.com. And my podcast is Simple SEO and Marketing, where twice a week I drop some nitty gritty, down and dirty, this is how to do it um, information. I also have coaching uh, where I do one hour coaching calls. And then um, as I move into maternity leave, (laughs) I'm shifting away from like full website copywriting and SEO strategies and just doing VIP days because I don't, you know, want to like go into labor and right. <laughs> like, oh crap, I have a client I haven't finished. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Thank really you. Fun. Thank you. And so I can, I mean, I do coaching one hour calls and then I have content clients that I like, just here, give it to me. I'll take it and I'll fix it and I'll do the whole thing for you. <laughs> And then, um, you know, copy. And then I also have a course walking you through how to do the whole thing, your own self, my signature method um, from how to set up your website on show it my preferred platform in an SEO friendly way onto doing keyword research and how to blog and just the workflow to make it all sustainable. Wonderful. So there's a course, there's a podcast. I mean, Mm-hmm. You can go to Faith's website and we will put the website, the podcast, we will link all those things down inside the show notes. So you can find them, whether you listen to this the day it launches or two years from now, you'll be able to find whatever it is that you need for SEO. And considering you drop a podcast a few times a week, I mean, tuning into this could be really a strategic use of your time if you mm-hmm. want to build that crockpot, longstanding lead generation, um, I guess, strategy, because it sounds like once you get it right, once you get it going, you just, it's a maintenance thing, right? So that, that crock pot gets it started, but then afterwards it's, it's just maintaining after that. And yeah, it just, it's one of those things where you gotta, gotta build the runway before you fly the plane. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today. This is really helpful. And I'm sure um, the audience is going to walk away with some great things to do. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that it helps your audience, even if they never work with me or anything, but I, I hope that they could take these tips and, you know, really hone in on their website and the possibilities there of getting more traffic and more business from their website. Yes, absolutely. Appreciate you. So we'll talk to y'all next time on the next episode of the Profit Accelerate Podcast. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Profit Accelerated Podcast. If you want some more information about me or free resources, please visit my updated website, donkkennedy.com. Follow me on social at donkkennedyxo on Instagram and on Facebook at donkkennedymentor. I'll see you next time.